Did you know that just when you thought Christmas was done and dusted for another year, it was being celebrated this past Friday in a number of countries? There's some of the Eastern Europeans will understand that. Yeah. Where, you might ask? It was celebrated by the Orthodox churches in Europe, Asia, the Middle East, and wherever there are Orthodox churches around the world. It's not a commercial celebration like, Christ, like December 25th has become for the Western world, but a time of the church gathering together to remember and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the gift given to us by our Heavenly Father. So Christmas might be over and done with, but the Christmas story is not. It never is. In my message for the carol service, we read and I spoke about the shepherds, the angels, Mary and Joseph, and Jesus being laid in the manger. For many people, that is not the complete Christmas story, especially if you look at the popular nativity scenes and the scenes depicted on many Christmas cards. There are normally a number of additional characters found in those scenes. Various animals in and around the barn as well as three men, their camels and their gifts, often called the three wise men. Ray shared so well during the carol service about why Jesus was not born in a barn. So there were no animals present at his birth. He also spoke about why there was no room in the inn, the special guest room, leading to Jesus being born in the family room at the end of which was situated the manger. You can watch his talk on the church website. I've put it up there, and it's really great. It gives some good illustrations of where the manger is and how the room was and where the inn is. Um, It's really worthwhile watching. Today I want to look at the part of the Christmas narrative where we encounter the wise men, also known as the Magi. It is part of the Christmas narrative, but it does not appear at the same time as the birth of Jesus and the visit of the shepherds. I understand why people put these occurrences together um, for the Christmas story, because of the main facet of this narrative. They all fit together. Let's read the account as recorded in Mark's Gospel and then see what God is saying to us out of it. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for that is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. 
On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. The Magi, or wise men, were astrologers and astronomers who studied the stars and drew significance from what they saw in the heavens. There is no indication of where they came from, except it says they were from the east. How far east, we do not know. But that's what I want to focus on this morning. I want to focus on verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. Three types of gifts are presented to Jesus. Gold, incense, or sometimes frankincense, depending on the translation of your Bible, and myrrh. And it's because of these three different gifts being given that it has become popular to believe that there were three magi, or wise men, or kings, as is sung in the carol, We Three Kings of Orient Are. It's not important how many magi there were. The significance is in the fact that they came with gifts to give to Jesus. This is one of the reasons we give gifts at Christmas. Firstly, because God gave us the gift of Jesus, and secondly, we see the Magi bringing gifts to Jesus. The gifts given to Jesus were not gifts that would typically typically be given to a newborn. The significance of the symbolism of the gifts is a message on its own. So I'm not going to get into that now, except to say the gifts were given were of high value, and they were also portable, transportable, easy to carry with them. So Joseph and Mary could easily take them with them when they fled to Egypt, where they then could be sold to sustain the family while they were in exile. God had this all planned out way before any of this happened. Ray mentioned that uh, in his Advent message a few weeks ago. The census brought Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem so the Messiah would be born there to fulfill prophecy. There being no space in the guest room was no mistake. It was so Mary gave birth in the family room in order that Jesus would be placed in the manger where the shepherds would find him just as the angel had told him, told them. The Magi giving gifts of great value to sustain the family in exile was the last piece of the Christmas story. Now I've said all of this to get to what I want to speak on today, or actually to ask the question that I want to ask today. The question is also the title of my message. What gifts do you bring? What gifts do you bring? God has given us the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, through his life, death, and resurrection. God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit, who descended on the day of Pentecost and is with us now and lives in us, enabling the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in our lives. The Holy Spirit is here with us right now. He gives us the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in our lives, transforming us from the inside out. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. The more we allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives, the more the fruit of the Spirit manifests in our lives. I know that when I've not spent time in the presence of God, that things manifest in my life that are the opposite to the fruits of the Spirit. But when I repent of this and spend time with the Lord, the fruit is far more evident in my life. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. John fifteen sixteen. The presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives transforms us from the inside out. Added to this, we also receive gifts from the Holy Spirit. Not to bless us, but for us to give away and bless others. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one, just as he determines. 1 Corinthians chapter, one, ch- chapter 12, verses 1, and then 4 to 11. The gifts of the Spirit that we see in this, this list, and there are more listed elsewhere in Scripture, are the message of wisdom, also known as a word of wisdom, the message of knowledge, or word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, and it's gifts of healing, not just the gift of healing, it's gifts, Various gifts of healing. Miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits. Because there are false spirits out there that are trying to deceive us. Speaking in different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. And that speaking in in different kinds of tongues is both foreign languages and unknown languages. That happens. And interpretation of tongues can be interpretation of foreign languages and unknown languages. Verse 11 says, All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one, just as He determines. He gives them to each one, just as He determines. Did you hear that? He gives them to each one. Not He gives them each one, but He gives them to each one. We are given these spiritual gifts as and when we need them, to manifest in our lives so that we can be a blessing to others and build up the body. They are for the common good of the church. Just as Paul says it again further on in this letter to one, in one of my favorite verses, one that we heard every Sunday last term. What then shall we say, brothers, when you come together... Everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. All of these must be done for the strengthening 
of the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 26. We have been given these gifts to give them away. And not just on Sundays, but wherever we find ourselves and whatever we are doing, we can ask the Holy Spirit to manifest these in our lives so that we can bring glory to God wherever we are. Now, I'm not great at this. There are some people who just seem to have this happen in their lives wherever they are. But I'm not one of them. I long for it to happen more frequently in my life. I do experience it every now and again. And I know that the more I push into the Holy Spirit, the more I spend time with God, the more I make myself vulnerable to God and to the Holy Spirit, the more it happens in my life. Shortly before Christmas, I was doing some work setting up the Christmas market in the grounds of um, the Motor Museum in, in Bewley. And I got chatting to a lady as she was setting up her store. She was from Kent and had her own design company. She had various Christmas cards, um, gifts, wrapping paper that she had designed and then had made, as well as personalized coffee mugs. And I mentioned to her just how difficult it is for us, Jill and I, to get, buy a coffee mug for our daughter, Karen, um, a mug with her name on and uh, just because it's not a common name here. And she asked me, where did the name come from? And when I explained to her it was from Job in the Bible, she asked me if I was religious. So I said, I try not to be religious, because it was the religious people that Jesus had problem with, problems with when he was on the earth. I explained to her that I'm a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. And there was no conversion experience for her, but I know that I had the opportunity to plant some seeds in her life. I'll never know what happens to those seeds, but I felt that it was a Holy Spirit-given opportunity, and I was glad that I did not shy away from having the conversation with her. Sometimes the gifts that God gives us to give away can be just a seed that is sown in a conversation. Other times it'll be opportunities to give a word of knowledge or a prophecy, the opportunity to pray for someone for healing, or in faith to be bold and share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ with someone. These are the gifts that we have to give away. Be it here on a Sunday morning or in a connect group during the week, or out and about in our, in our lives at work and wherever we find ourselves, when we are shopping or visiting friends. God might not have given us gold, frankincense and myrrh, but he has given us much more than that. He's given us the gifts that we need to be a blessing to those around us through the Holy Spirit. There are some of the spiritual gifts that we've been given. These are some of the spiritual gifts that we've been given. But there are other gifts that we have that God has put in us and delights when we use them. They seem like natural gifts to us, things that we do quite commonly. Have you ever been to stay with a friend or relative or been hosted by a stranger while on a trip, be it for work, ministry, or mission, and they make you feel so welcome and at home in their house? Your room is so well presented, a fresh towel laid across the corner of the bed, a chocolate on the pillow, a bowl of fruit on a table, a special place for your luggage. They show you where extra bedding is in case you feel cold during the evening. And once you've settled in and freshened up, 
they welcome you into their living room and offer you a drink, hot or cold, and inquire about when last you ate and are willing to offer you a snack if need be. They ask whether there's any food you are allergic to. They just pay attention to small details. When you settle down in the living room, they engage you with conversation. All all of this being done in such a way that you are put at ease and you don't feel like you're being pressurized or interrogated. When you get to the dinner table that evening, the table is well laid. The food is wonderful and the whole experience is joyous. When you experience this, you have been blessed by someone who has the gift of hospitality. To them it comes naturally. Other people have to work so hard to come anywhere close to doing what they do so easily, or so it seems. It's a gift. Another gift is generosity. You find people who just love being generous and blessing people. They love taking you out for tea or coffee at a special venue, not just to pop into Starbucks or Costas. Not that there's anything wrong in blessing someone with a tea or coffee and treat at Costas. I'm not a Starbucks fan. Um, but they invite you to a place that makes you feel special. It might be an invitation out to a good restaurant for a meal, or they get you a ticket to watch your favorite sports team or a ticket for the theater. They just seem to love blessing people. They love giving gifts. It's not that they are necessarily rich or well-off. They will at times make sacrifices in order to bless others. They love doing it because they have the gift of generosity. Now, who here has ever been encouraged by Jill to try something or do something that you have maybe never done before or haven't done it in a long time? I'm sure there are a number of you. Jill has the gift of encouragement. She's able to encourage people to try things that they've never done before especially when she sees that it will benefit others as well as the person she's encouraging. She's able to get you to do things that you might not have felt like doing, but she asks you in such a way that you never feel like you're being pressured to do it, and you see how you'll be, a bless- how you'll be blessing others as well as being blessed yourself. That's the gift of encouragement. It is a gift that God has placed in her, She does it quite easily. Before we get into the questions for discussion, I want to mention two other gifts that I thought about while I was preparing this talk. I'm sure you can think of others. The gift of friendship. Being able to befriend someone, a stranger or someone who is very different from yourself, and yet you make them feel like they are a long-lost friend. That is a God-given gift too. The last one I want to mention is the gift of kindness. We're all meant to be kind to everyone we meet. But there are times when we meet some people who we know have hurt either ourselves or someone else who is very dear to us. And we don't know how to be kind to them. Most of the times we try to avoid them because that is so much easier. Yet there are some people who are able to show kindness to everyone they meet no matter what they know about that person. And that is a gift from God. I want to finish off by asking a question. 
Can you be like the Magi and come to our Sunday morning meetings or the midweek connect group meetings bearing gifts, having asked God to release one or more of these gifts in you so that you can add value to the meeting? If you already do this, thank you. But if you don't, can I encourage you to begin doing it so that we can all be blessed by what God has given to each of us? If you do it, but there doesn't seem to be an opportunity to share what you feel God has given you, don't be discouraged or upset. Keep doing it. God sees your heart. It is not not that your contribution is irrelevant. It just might be that the person your contribution was for was either not there or not in a place to receive what you have to give. God is willing to give each of us gifts if we are willing to give them away because that is the nature of gift giving. God gives and blesses so that we can give and bless others. Amen. Now before we end the service on YouTube and switch over to Zoom, I'll read out the discussion questions. Number one, what one thing stood out for you from this talk? Share why it stood out for you. Secondly, what gifts do you believe God has given to you? How have you used them? Just share some stories of how God has used you with the gifts that you know he's given to you. What gifts would you like to be given so that you can be a blessing to others? And then lastly, pray for one another, one another asking God to give you these gifts to give these gifts to one another. Okay, Pray for one another, asking God to give these gifts to one another. Alright, we're going to stop the live stream and we'll put up the Zoom for them. And uh, in the hall, you'll get into your groups and discuss. Alright, thank you.